Are you a business owner or entrepreneur who's had great success in the business world? And now you want to launch a speaking career to share your message with the world. If that's you, then listen up. 25-year speaking industry veteran Brett Ridgway has released his latest special report, Three Key Things Entrepreneurs Must Master to Build a Profitable Speaking Business. To pick up your copy, go to brettridgeway.com forward slash freebie. Welcome to the Spotlight on Speaking Show with Brett Ridgway, where you'll learn the keys to building a profitable speaking business from speaking industry pros. Each week, we interview a great guest who will share his or her speaking journey, identify what their keys to success have been, and highlight some critical mistakes they've made along the way that you'll want to avoid. Be sure to visit our website at spotlightonspeaking.com. And while you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now, sit back, tune in, and get ready to meet this week's guest. Hello, everyone, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Spotlight on Speaking Show. I am Brett Ridgway, and I'm so excited that you join us this week. My guest this week is Katrina Salva, and she's an award-winning international speaker and business coach known as a Jumpstart Your Biz Coach because she literally kicks her clients and their businesses into high gear and fast. She's a creator of the Jumpstart Your Marketing and Sales System, the Jumpstart Your Biz in 90 Days System, Jumpstart Yourself as a Speaker System, and a 12-time international best-selling author with 20 books, including Jumpstart Your New Business Now and Love Yourself Successful. She's been featured on the Oprah and Friends XMR Radio Network, ABC, the CW, in the Los Angeles Tribune, plus hundreds of podcasts. Katrina built the foundation for a highly successful coaching business 20 years ago on nothing but networking and follow-up. She loves to inspire and educate other entrepreneurs how to create a strategy to develop, market, and monetize a consistent money-making business doing what you love. In 2018, Katrina founded Jumpstart Publishing to save money on publishing her own books and now helps 10 to 40 authors every year become bestsellers by being in various anthologies, including her own Jumpstart Your Fill-in-the-Blank series. She's also the founder of the International Speaker Network, a networking group for speakers of all kinds to come find opportunities to learn and how to monetize their speaking. Katrina lives in Northern California with her husband, Jason, and stepdaughter, Riley, where she enjoys glamping, entertaining, cooking, wine tasting, and hosting her live events all year long to help others jumpstart their business, marketing, life, and more. Well, that's all a mouthful. Welcome to the Spotlight on <laughs> Katrina. Yeah, I do a lot. I know. I sound exhausted already. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I gotta know. Do you do you do the the glamping and the entertaining and the cooking and the wine tasting all at the same time? Yes, sometimes we do. Yeah, we <laughs> had a trailer. We bought a trailer over COVID uh, because we couldn't go on vacation, right? So we're like, well, dang it, we're gonna get a trailer and we can go wherever the heck we want, and you can't stop us. So, <laughs> so have you have you ever hosted a, a glamping experience event or a glamping? No, event? I have not done that. Although I have a realtor slash stager client who wanted to do that at one point, and I was hoping she would because you know <laughs> she's really good. <laughs> Now, Katrina and I should go back probably, gosh, 15 years or so. We were side-by-side exhibitors at some of the Glazer Kennedy events years ago. And then we basically reconnected about six months ago, and I was honored to be a sponsor and speaker on her International Speaker Conference back in late August, I think it was. But, you know, I'm getting old. Time flies by, and I don't remember that, if that's exactly when it was. But 
So Katrina, you know, you've been at this a long time. You said 20 years in the intro or whatever. So what prompted you to get into the coaching business in the first place? Well, I used to be, I mean, I've been in sales and marketing positions all my career in previous jobs. And my one of my last jobs was advertising rep for the local newspaper here in Sacramento. That was 22 years ago when people were still reading the newspaper and people were still advertising in the newspaper. Uh, and so I would knock on doors and try to sell ads, right? And people just, the businesses didn't know what they didn't know. And they would just like throw darts at me to like run an ad. And I'm like, ah. They, they had no strategy. And so I was really good at figuring out what they really needed to put in the newspaper in order to get people in the door. And then they would never know how to follow up. So I would teach them how to do all the follow up and how to, you know, really track those leads so that they can monetize them in the follow up or later on or for repeat sales, et cetera, because people don't think about that. They just think about the first sale. So I was consulting all the businesses back then and I realized I just need to go on my own and do some coaching and consulting with small businesses. But that was before, like, I knew I could do it everywhere. It was just local. I was focusing <laughs> local at the time. So when did speaking become part of the marketing mix to land coaching clients then? You know, with a formal presentation, probably, um, I mean, I know I did a couple in my jobs when I had some jobs, like with the chamber, I might get up and speak for five or 10 minutes or something like that. Um, and so I was used to giving commercials and short talks, but um, it wasn't until I realized, oh, I can actually put a workshop on or I could do a luncheon and be the speaker at a luncheon now that I have my own business and teach uh, the business owners all this stuff, right? Mm -hmm. So it, when it became apparent that I could get clients from speaking is when I really said, well, of course, I have to keep doing more of that. <laughs> so do you still work with local businesses at all? I do. I do have a lot of local clients. I don't necessarily do all the networking like I used to. I was at 14 networking events locally a month. Now I might do one. Yeah. <laughs> you know, now I mostly meet with people over Zoom, like most people, I think. And uh, but I do travel to events and conferences around the country now that we're, you know, back in in person to somewhat. I'm looking forward to a lot more in-person type of events again, yeah. but so I like to say, Katrina, there are three types of speakers in my mind. One is the keynote speaker that everybody's familiar with, pay the fee to go talk to an association or a corporation. Secondly is your platform seller, you know, making a pitch from the stage. And the third is the, the business owner who's just using speaking as a business building tool. They're not necessarily selling directly from the stage, but they obviously hope that they will get clients out of getting up in front of people. So which of those three worlds have you played in? I've played in all of them. Uh, I, I've only gotten paid to speak a couple times, but that's just because the entrepreneur world, there's not a lot of paid speaking opportunities, mm -hmm. um, which is fine. I'm happy to speak for free. And then, you know, I'm really good at the follow-up <laughs> and I'm really good at, you know, making people want what I've got basically, you know, and wanting a next step. And that's what you have to do, whether you're going to sell something or offer something for free, you got to make people want, want what you've got. So the, obviously the follow-up is very critical and it's been very important to your success as a speaker. So if you had to throw a number out there, Katrina, when you speak at it at an engagement and you're selling from the platform, how many of those sales are happening immediately versus landing them later on because of that follow-up system that you have put into place? 
Well, I'll admit, I mean, there's some really good people who sell from stage and they get huge rushes to the back of the room, right? I haven't had a lot of opportunity to do that. I've had some opportunity. I don't get as many rushes as other people, probably because I I teach too much, right? And instead of giving the what and the why, I give a little bit of more of the how and right. people are full and whatever. So even though I've done tons of training on speak to sell strategies, for some reason, they just don't rush to the back of the room. So I really, because I, you know, hey, you, you got to play to your strengths. I'm really good in the follow-up. A lot of people aren't. The people that are really good from selling from stage usually don't have a lot, catch a lot of sales in the follow-up because they just take whatever they get right. and they go off to the next thing, right? So I just, I'll take some stuff that I get there, but usually the bigger dollars is definitely in the follow-up. So what are some of your tips or tricks to the follow-up process that an aspiring speaker should think about putting into their marketing mix? Well, the first thing is you have to do more than just email. I mean, you cannot rely on email only. And I can't even believe so many people still rely on email only. They might get a phone number, but they don't usually call the phone number. You know, they might assume it's a, t a cell phone when they're not all cell phones. I don't give out my cell phone number. Why would I do that? I don't want a bunch of people texting me. And so, no. So like it's, I give out a landline. And if they're going to try to text me, they're not going to get there anywhere, right? So you, I think direct mail. I mean, you got to do some direct mail. There's, You also need to take that list of people and go find them on social media and message them there and connect with them there. That's a next level follow-up strategy that most people don't take the time to do. They put them on an email list. They send an email follow-ups. It could be they could send seven, eight, ten emails but you're only capturing them one way. You've got to be in their inbox, their mailbox, their face, their other inbox, their other, you know, their cell phone, their this. You've got to be in a, multiple places. And direct mail, if you have the right address, I mean, it's guaranteed to be opened. Guaranteed. Mm -hmm. You can't guarantee any other form of marketing than direct mail, as long as you have the right address, of course. So... <laughs> Look for I'm looking for a recommendation here. So obviously you have to have a, a fairly sophisticated backend system to do follow up the way that you do it. So what would you recommend speakers check out in terms of follow up systems or tools or whatever that would help them along the way? Honestly, there aren't a lot that do auto direct mail. So you have to have a team. You have to have a person, a physical person with physical stuff. So I always buy. I have lots of cards that I buy from Amazon or wherever. Mm -hmm. I keep them in my thing, in my drawer here and I'll send stuff out. But I also have stuff that I purchase and then give to an assistant. <laughs> Did I send you something? Are you looking for something? Yeah, you sent me um, something. I was looking for something. You sent me some time. Yeah. But I have some cards that I created. It yeah. probably looks like yeah, this. Yeah. I have one of those here somewhere. Yes. And so I created this and it has pre-written stuff um, with some web pages in there, the next steps, one for the prospect, but also one for um, a potential joint venture partner. So I don't assume the problem, the mistake people make is they assume everybody's a prospect. Well, I don't assume everybody's a prospect that, you know, comes into my world. A lot of people are good joint venture partners or collaborative partners. And so I have options for both. 
So people don't feel like they're, you know, there's no place for them. And then you can have somebody else sign and ship these off, you know, so you don't have to do it all yourself with the follow-up. Most of the follow-up can be done by somebody else. Honestly. I mean, if you want to do your own one-on-one calls, you, you should, um, I don't necessarily do one-on-one calls anymore, although I did a long time ago, but now I do more of a voice broadcast system that I have um, to say if there's 50 people I've just added, then I'll send the voice to that that list of 50 people if I have their phone numbers or however many I have. Right. So you build your coaching business largely because of speaking, not, not entirely, but largely because of speaking or whatever. So what do you think maybe your three biggest tips for success as a speaker, to, if you're a coach, would be? Um, well, assuming you're already getting on stages, what do you do as a speaker to really monetize it all? I would say, number one, you have to connect with the audience as much as possible. It's not as your content isn't as, as important as your connection. I think you have to connect first, then you have to have compelling content. I think you have to be entertaining these days because there's too many things that people can look at especially if it's online, they could be doing multitasking all over their computer. They right. could be on their cell phone while and not show their video. They could be doing so many different things. So you have to capture their attention, connect and entertain more than ever. So you need to be a an entertaining speaker presenter. So learn things like how to add humor to your presentation. Learn how to have better presentation style and inflection in your voice. I see too many speakers that are like this, like this, and they're minute, 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 minute. And like, oh my God, you know, we're asleep. So those are, I think, I don't know if that's three, but that's, um, that's the most important. And then the call to action. So like when you're preparing your talk, it's the intro and the close, because you should already know the content in the middle, or at least what you want to share. And depending on how much time you have, you might have five minutes in the middle, you might have 25, you might have 75 minutes in the middle. So you know how to expand and contract your content, hopefully. Um, But I would really focus on the intro, grabbing attention, connecting, you know, making sure you share a little bit about yourself, stories, of course, and then the the call to action. What do you want them to do to to raise their hand to do the next step, right? So you have to have those things dialed in. And for the longest time, I never focused on the clothes. I was good in the beginning. I was good at the content, but I'd always run out of time to do the clothes <laughs> and the offer because I wanted to give more. I'm, oh, yeah. let me just share this one more tip. Oh, let me just share this one more strategy. Or let me just go deep on this thing. And then they'd get all this great information and I wouldn't get any clients because I didn't have, I didn't make time for that call to action. You can't do that. So you touched on a couple of things, but what are your biggest keys to connecting better with your audience then? Mm. So uh depends if, I mean, if it's an all day event or something and you're in person, you want to be there early. You want to mingle and meet as many people as possible. Cause then you've got people in the audience you can point out and call out, right? Hey, right. when I was talking to Margie earlier, she said da, 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 da. So that's a connection. Um, If it's on virtual, then you still come early. Some people just show up for their call time or their speaking time and then they leave. Mistake, mistake. You've got to interact in the the audience. Oh, great call. You know, oh, I'm speaking today. Oh, I can't wait to share tips on blah, blah. You have to pre-connect and then post-connect. So there's pre-connect, post-connect, right? 
All right, so I have a couple other questions I want to ask you, Katrina, but before we do, let's take a quick break for a word from our sponsor. Are you a business owner or entrepreneur who's had great success in the business world, and now you want to launch a speaking career to share your message with the world? If that's you, then listen up. 25-year speaking industry veteran Brett Ridgway has released his latest special report, Three Key Things Entrepreneurs Must Master to Build a Profitable Speaking Business. To pick up your copy, go to breadridgeway.com forward slash freebie. Back with the Spotlight on a Speaking Show. My guest this week is Katrina Sawa. So Katrina, one of my favorite questions to ask my guest is, all right, bear your soul a little bit here. Maybe tell me a couple embarrassing mistakes you've made along the way that Ugh. you would highly encourage other speakers not to make. So I hate practicing my talk. Uh, full disclosure, I do not practice. I don't. I've been doing it for 20 something years. I don't. Huge mistake. Don't do that. Don't not practice your talk if you don't know what you're doing. Um, I remember early on, I was speaking to a group of 250 Juice Plus uh, reps in Northern California on stage. I was, I think I had an hour. I don't even know, but I was not practiced. And I had note cards and it was this huge stage. And there was one tiny little table on the far end of one stage. So I had to either carry them or sit them down. And I remember sitting them down and then slyly walking back over to look at them again, pick them up and I dropped them. And so then therefore <laughs> my whole, like I couldn't remember, I couldn't remember the flow or the content. Yeah. That is probably... I mean, I have nightmares about that still. Like, <laughs> like you know, like, uh, uh, it was hugely embarrassing. Not only that, but I was wearing this suit jacket and this pants that I freaking hated because I thought I needed to dress in a suit or whatever professional. And I like to dress like this with stretch pants and boots. And I don't, and so dress the way you feel comfortable, the right people will like it. You'll feel better and you'll be more confident and you won't worry about your dang outfit when you're up there. So <laughs> I know guys don't always have that problem, but if you don't want to wear suit pants, you want to wear jeans with a jacket, wear jeans with a jacket, please wear what is comfortable for you. Um, and those are in, in person. Um, I would say uh, virtual mistakes would be to not know how to share screen or not practice ahead of time or, you know, just not so know. You, do, you do practice that then. I, well, I know <laughs> how to do it. Right. And I know how I've been doing zoom way before the pandemic. So I knew how to do that, but some people don't, if you're new, you've got to practice that. Yeah. So obviously the world has changed dramatically in terms of speaking because of the pandemic. So how have you adapted? What changes have you made in your world to be effective on the virtual platform in addition to in-person events? Yeah, I had to really change up my whole event model. So as a coach, I would hold my own live three-day training events and sell tickets and people would come. And that's where I would enroll into a high-end program. And I had to cancel those and change them to virtual after, you know, I waited around a little while to see if they were coming back. And I'll say in the beginning, like the first time I did one, I got a really good response because it was kind of new. People were like, oh, this is fun. But now the attendance isn't as great. So I would say not as financially successful for those types of events. 
but now I do more lead gen events, lead generation events, more multi-speaker conferences and events virtually. And it's a great way to put yourself on stage, I would say. So if you need more speaking gigs, you can create your own speaking gigs like that. And it's very inexpensive, although it is it is helpful if you have a bigger event to have a team helping you in sure. many respects. So yeah. And, so would you say and I traveled are- less, of course. So my travel budget went from 30,000 a year to zero um, during COVID, mm-hmm. right? For Because I would travel on my own dime to speak and go to events. Right. And I made more money that first year in COVID not doing that then so I'm like oh well maybe I don't need to go you know my mentality was I had to be in person in order to get the clients in order to really connect but it's not true so so I know you have some great resources available for speakers Katrina so why don't you tell people how they can get into your world and what you might have that would help them out well since I mean I've I have business coaching. So if you're not really sure what you're doing with your business or you're not seeing the client and clients come in, you should go there, uh, the jumpstartyourbiznow.com. But for the speakers, I have the speaker network. The International Speaker Network is a free group you can join. Right now, we're having quarterly networking events. So you want to hop on to those uh, since there's only four in the year. And also with the speaker network, you can... Uh, apply to speak for some of the summits that we're doing. We have giveaways and summits. Um, And I know a lot of people that are looking for speakers. And so I put out the call for speaker stuff that I hear about. And and I can also promote some of the members events and things like that. So it's a great group. You might as well join. There's plenty of speaker groups out there. Don't get me wrong. I'm in probably six different ones. So you want to be in multiple speaker groups uh, in my mind for various different reasons. So what time frame is that next quarterly networking event of yours then? They're usually at three Pacific. um, And so you just have to look to the website for the dates. uh, And that website would be? Well, they're... Um, they're various throughout the year. I don't have them handy, but if you go but to the, what, what would the, what would the domain be that they would go to to find out? Oh, ispeakernetwork.com. Sorry. Oh, all right. No uh, the letter I like international speakernetwork.com is the website and you can download a free speaker training there. You can apply to come and talk with me and a speaker business planning. If you want to, you can sign up for free. You can listen to any of the last five years of webinar trainings that we've had. We had two a month, uh, which you did one, right? And we had lots of different speakers come in and train on different topics. So you can go there and listen to those trainings. Um, and you can also get to the meetup and we have a Facebook group, lots of different places to connect and get resources. Well, Katrina is a consummate pro in this industry, so I would recommend highly that you do check out her iSpeaker network and see what all she has to offer there because she's been at it a lot longer than most, and she's been highly successful at it. So any final words of wisdom, Katrina, for our listeners before we wrap up today's episode? I would say that you you want to get started speaking before you think you're ready. Just start speaking. Start a Q&A call. Do a webinar you know, get on podcasts and just start answering questions and being of service and, and the right talk and, and offers will come to you if they haven't yet. Um, but you have to just get started. Doesn't It does. It's never going to be perfect. <laughs> so, no, it, it never will go. be so, but you like yeah. to get, get out there and do it. So, all right. 
That will wrap it up for this episode of the Spot Island Speaking Show. My sincere thanks to my guest, Katrina Sawa, for joining me today. And as always, if you haven't been over to SpotlightOnSpeaking.com yet, get over there and register, register so you can be notified of upcoming episodes. And as always, I wish you the greatest of success in all that you do. And may 2023 be your greatest year yet. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. This has been the Spotlight on Speaking Show with Brett Ridgway. Be sure to join us every week as we interview speaking industry pros and have them share their best tips for building a profitable speaking business. Until next week, thank you for tuning in. And remember to visit our website at SpotlightOnSpeaking.com so you can enjoy even more great episodes like this one. While you're here, be sure to subscribe via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Spotlight on Speaking Show. Until then, our sincere best wishes to you for the greatest of success as you work to build your own profitable speaking business.